now, now, it's the Mike Kelter Show. Eight ten on the Mike Kelter Show. It's one zero two five. The Bone. A lot of stuff happening this weekend. Some of it you don't care about. We have. Uh, well, let me introduce our guest. Uh, comedian Colin Terrell is in the studio with us for the first time. How are you, buddy? How's it going, man? I'm, I'm good to have you here. Happy to be here. Colm is is uh, one of these guys that we've had on Calte and Kelly a million times. Uh, you live in New York? Yeah, I live in Queens in New York. Do you hate that? No, I love I love it. It's great. I grew up in Staten Island, and anything. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, look. To me, I'm used to it. You know what I mean. But yeah. my dad lived in my parents' divorce. My dad lived in Queens. Skibots, Queens. I don't even like Brooklyn. But I, oh. all those things weren't cool when I was a kid. They were all the gross spots to go to. They were still left over from the '70s and stuff. Yeah. But Queen- now I bet I bet it's all. My, it's like the good place to live. Queens, it's getting cool. Now yeah. Because Brooklyn became too cool. Yeah. So, yeah, you, know, yeah. you show up, even though all. The neighborhoods were relatively disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> All the whites came in and priced everyone out. Yeah. And then... The whites. They came in. And then every bar you'd go into, they'd be like, you know, it's like a, a, a strawberry sour and a mason jar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, where, when did you come here? Uh, 2014. Now, were you uh, funny over there? And uh, where in Ireland are you from? <laughs> I'm from Dublin, yeah. And I started doing comedy in Ireland. Now, we've been to Dublin a couple of times. Oh, nice. So uh, I've been to Dublin on St. Patrick's Day. Okay. Not as cool as you think it would be. No. It's it, not for non-Irish uh, people, I think. you. St- I, I kept thinking I was going to get beat up any second. Just really? Yeah, because they travel in mobs there mm. and a lot of them are a lot of the bars have tvs in the window facing outside so people could stand outside <laughs> and watch the soccer games yeah i just felt like i was out of place i think i hid more on st patrick's day but um i enjoyed it i like i enjoyed the time there just not st patrick's day i yeah. felt like i was invading their space there's less there's less to do it's more for kids i think yeah there's more like it's like they get a big carnival in the city and all these uh, young kids come out and they drink vodka yeah, like uh, old, old Coke bottles or whatever, <laughs> and then they all start fights with, and uh, you know it's a tradition as good as any other. Did you ever see uh, Bono in Dublin? Because the big rumor was that there were bars that Bono would go hang out in because nobody would bother him while he was there. And I was like, "There's no way that's happening." No, I'm sure that does happen. Really? I, I, yeah, Ireland has a very a lot of celebrities move to Ireland because we've got this weird. Um, refuse to acknowledge someone type of a thing. Oh, it's not out of respect. No, they don't want to give, them the- wanna give him flowers. They <laughs> no, they'd go. He'd be full of himself. He has a big head. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd never admit it. Yeah, very rare. There was a thing with Jay Z and Beyonce. They were over doing uh, doing some shows, and then they were in the main park. Um, yeah, Steve uh, Phoenix Park. And they were with playing with their kids, and like TMZ got some photos or something. And they ran it, and they were like, "The Irish people don't know who uh, uh, Jay Z and Beyonce are." Them. And they're like, "No, they're playing with their kids in the yeah, park. Yeah, they're not going to go up and ask for a selfie." We went to uh, the first time we went there. It was with Jameson, and Jameson really had a whole week's worth of stuff for us to do. And they put us in a bus, and they were showing us sights, and they took us past Bono's house. Yeah, and <laughs> there were a bunch of kids, like little kids, waiting outside. And they then they were taking us to show us Enya's castle. Oh, yeah, Enya's castle. So they bring (laughs) us by Bono's house, and uh, there's a bunch of little kids out there, and they were like, well, what's going on? And they said, Bono, the only only kids will go out there, and sometimes Bono will bring the kids in and give them cookies and stuff, 
And we were like, oh, cool. And then they take us down to Enya's castle. And when they come back, we had to pass Bono's house again. And they actually, all the little kids were going inside. They were, and part of me was like, that's so sweet. All then, or is Bono a huge pedophile? Yeah, we don't really uh, know about it. He, he, he looks like one, maybe. <laughs> Raping yeah. all the kids inside, and we're all like, oh, it's so, so adorable. Um, and, yeah. yeah, and he doesn't pay, he doesn't, he's not even an Irish citizen anymore, I don't think. He's Swiss. Swiss. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he, he, so he lives six months of the year in Switzerland, so he doesn't have to pay any tax. Ta- I was going to say, yeah, tax purposes. Yeah, but Bono's still, no dummy. Yeah, but he still uses the Irish, like, oh, yeah. Sell, yeah. The Irish charm or whatever. Uh huh. You, I gotta tell you, I know a couple of guys who are from Ireland. That accent, for some reason, really does it for the for the chicks. There's a lot of accents. Women, women Americans are, like an accent, but some about that Irish accent that really does it. Do you think? Yeah, I think women just have like almost like a cheat code in their brain where if, if it's something different, they, they think like, it's better. It, it's intriguing to yeah. them, and there's no difference at all. Whereas men, kind of just we've made up our mind before we. Before you talk, actually, no accent, no voice at all. It was the best. <laughs> you yeah, you, you want it to be yeah, deaf. No. <laughs> when, well, let me tell me tell me about how you start doing comedy in Ireland. Like, when did you? What do you like? It's, I'm always intrigued by comedians, and they're like, especially Bobby. Bobby Kelly is reminds me of every guy I was friends with in high school. They're always tough and they're always funny. Yeah. But which one decides I'm going to do this for a living? You know what I mean? Like, when did you realize I want to try and do this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bobby's fun. Yeah, Bobby's like every uncle I've ever had. Right, you know, just that kind of aggressive, yeah, funny and I, emotional. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't want to see. I don't want to catch him drunk. No, um, no. But I, I wanted to do it when I was young, young, like fifteen. But I just didn't know what. I only thought it was like you're on TV or there was nothing. Right. So I remember I wrote like a little story to do to do on stage, and uh-huh. I read it back the next day, and I was like, "This is terrible." So I just stopped doing it. And then it was years later, I wanted to produce comedy. Like, I was like, well, if I can't be a comedian, maybe I can, like, produce shows. Right. So I said I might as well do an open mic to see, like, what comedians want out of a show. Yeah. And then I did that, and then I just... That you was got it. the bug. That was it. Yeah, the bug. As who did say. you like as a, as a comic? Like, who do you get? Do you get to see all the American comics no, over there? No, not really. really. Not really, no. American comics, I didn't get into. I started doing comedy, really. I'm sure there was like Eddie Murphy Raw. Yeah. But most of the stuff was the Irish guys. Um, I don't know if you'd even know most no, of them. No, I bet I wouldn't. It was like Tommy Ternan. He's huge. He's huge. Uh, he's one of the biggest guys we've had. Um, Dylan Moran, he's huge. Yeah. Um, he had a great uh, TV show called Black Books. Um, Do you know of a singer named Tommy Makem? No, I don't. You no. don't? No. Well, that's a outright lie. Tommy, bit, Tommy Makem? Tom, there's a bar in Manhattan called Tommy Makem's. It's over in Wall Street. Okay. And I went there one time because a buddy of mine did uh, gold leafing, like on the doors where they put the name of the bar and all that. Yeah. And he finished a big job, and he goes, hey, I did the leafing on the store. Let's go there tonight and have a couple of drinks. So I was like, okay. So he was proud of his work. He shows me, and we're inside this bar, and we're drinking, and I go, who, by the way, who is Tommy Makem? And he goes, oh, Tommy Makem is like the Frank Sinatra of Ireland. He sings standard. He's like huge over there. And every once in a while, he pops in over here and doesn't unannounced, does a show. I was like, oh, cool. And right on cue, as soon as he was done talking, they were like, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest tonight. Tommy Makem. And the place went wild. Did it? <laughs> and yet every Irish guy asked, they're like, no, I never heard of him before. <laughs> he said Frank Sinatra, but I bet he was more like, uh, like Perry Cuomo, like one of those lower level guys nobody really cares about yeah I, look ireland's funny you know because i'm from the city yeah so we have like it's it, it, it's kind of broken up into dublin is the city and then outside of dublin is just the, is the country so they have their own kind of music and things like that you know like garrett brooks 
sold set the record in Ireland once for the most amount of tickets. Really? Garbrook sold more tickets in Ireland and they they went over capacity for the amount of shows they're allowed to do in the stadium. Holy cow. So then he and they wouldn't let them do 12 shows. They could only let them do 10 shows or something crazy. Uh-huh. And this is a 60,000. 60,000. 60, and uh, they, they ended up canceling the entire tour. And there was people on the streets protesting for months. <laughs> the whole country. Garth Brooks. I sw- there was something like 50% of the population bought tickets for Garth <laughs> yeah. Brooks. I remember seeing a thing about that where he was talking about that. He was trying to uh, work with the government to be able to do more shows. And yeah, yeah, it was crazy. So the way it works is the arenas, the, the stadium's only allowed to have a certain amount of events because of this. It disrupts local traffic oh, so much. Okay. But they just went overboard. Yeah, they usually yeah. just go over and no one says anything. Yeah, but the locals were like, listen, this is too many shows. It's and then Garrett's like, I'm either doing 12 or none. <laughs> and he pulled it. And oh, I'd, really? I never even heard of the guy. Yeah. 50% of people in Ireland had bought tickets to go see this guy. I can't, I can't understand what the appeal would be. For Garth Brooks and, and to, to Ireland, it's to, just it's just farmers, you know. It's just the oh, same. I guess it's no matter the same where you, it's people, the same. Yeah. Just you know, I like Fake my country, a truck, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> blue collar. I know. I, I, I always think it's a big difference. But when you see St. Patrick's Day in New York, are you disgusted by that? Not really. I, you know, I just I like when people just go have fun, no matter what it is, whether it's like St. Patrick's Day or Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, yeah. just or, being out there and partying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What or whatever it is you want to get out there to go nuts for. Now, I uh, I met you through my number one best friend Bobby. But who uh, who else do you hang out with? I see you on all these shows. You do all the podcasts. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I guess I like. Obviously, I know Bobby and Voss and all these guys, but these are these are the older guys, right? These you are probably, the probably these are the has-beens you're maybe, talking about. Uh, maybe legends <laughs> is the word you want to use. I don't know. Oh, uh, the, the washed-up generation. I'm just saying, every once in a while they listen to the show. I'm just putting that out there. We're available yeah. on the internet. No, I, yeah, but, but those guys don't necessarily—they're not in my obviously group right, know, right. Of, of poor people who are just happy they're like barely even they've in the made it they've made it out of that yeah, yeah. when they come into the cellar and like that it's like it's like oh nice you came yeah. in because they're yeah. all living upstate in the yeah. mansions these days you know um, who yeah so who do, who is in your class like who do you who do you hang out with um i guess you know, I, I, shane gillis was kind of in my group but he went so fast no, he's like, super, he, super he, he, yeah you couldn't even catch up with him yeah you know but like ryan long do you know Ryan yeah, Long? He yeah, does yeah. The, the sketches. Um, pretty much anyone down at the cellar does like Jordan Jensen, Caitlin Palufo. How He's hard like, is it for you to get into the cellar when you first get there? Like, it's kind of like you yeah, kind of have to know somebody, right? Yeah. I, I know some people got in there very fast. Yeah. I didn't. I, I moved here. I didn't know anyone. Who do you think got in that was too fast? <laughs> Brendan, Brendan Sagalo? <laughs> Sag- <laughs> well, Sagalo, if Sagalo's still in, then uh, he didn't get in there too fast because a lot of people get pa- getting past at the cellar is not actually the hardest part. It's staying in. Staying there, yeah. Yeah, they'll let anyone in. Yeah. That's anyone that fucking waddles up with a limp. You're to get in there. And, ah. But then after two weeks, they're like, all right, get out. I've been there, and you'll see like five comedians in there, and four of them, I always go, huh, what is going on? And then one guy will come in and just crush it. Yeah. That'll be great. You never know, too. Of course, like, then, then the younger guys who are trying to prove that they're good, they're going out to kill, and then there's the older guys who are just like, I'm working stuff out. So yeah. you don't yeah. get the best gauge of stuff. That's true. But That's anywhere hard. in New York, really, anywhere in New York should be a good night. I don't know. I... I uh, I remember when I was a kid, the hot spot was Dangerfields. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, we used to, like, that was the cool thing to do after your prom, was to go to yeah. Dangerfields. And then all of a sudden, they started opening all these clubs, and even Staten Island got a club before I left. 
And, and is that yeah. still going? I don't know. There's I mean, one in the mall out there. Somewhere, no, right? there. I don't know. <laughs> this this one was in a. Uh, it was in my neighborhood, and it was Grandpa Al Lewis. I don't even know if you know who that is. No. Remember, you ever see the TV show The Munsters? The no. Munsters, where like a Frankenstein lived with a Dracula. It was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but uh, Grandpa Al Lewis was this crazy vampire character. And uh, he, he'd become, like, legendary because he was nuts. He'd go on Howard Stern's show and he'd say all these crazy things. And uh, and then he owned, they used his name, I guess, to open up a chain of comedy stores. And it was great because that was in the heyday of Dice. And Dice would show up there. And oh, I nice. guess a lot of guys would go to work out their stuff. Because if you bomb on Staten Island, nobody's going to care. Nobody's <laughs> going to tell anybody else about it. Uh, much easier before the days of the Internet. Now, yeah. now that ruins it for you guys. Yeah, but now now it's like it's flipped. Like even when I came over in 2014, there was still t- people like if, if someone took that phone out, yeah, there'd be people like get that phone. I'm working on this stuff. Now it's kind of like, well, worst case scenario, that clip goes viral. Goes viral. Like yeah. worst case scenario, the clip goes viral. So then, if it doesn't go viral, it doesn't go viral. I've seen Nick uh, DePaulo walk off stage, grab a woman's phone, and put it in a, in a drink. Just <laughs> dropping a drink. Some of those guys, they just have no patience for it. Yeah, I get it. It's rude to be on your phone. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's annoying. It's the only thing. It's, it's impossible. I'd rather someone heckling going, you stink, than someone just ignoring you. What? How do you handle that? Uh, do you get a lot of hecklers? Not probably people yelling you stink, but people just won't shut up. Yeah. People it, think they want to be part of the show. Yeah, that's the worst part is that when they're just nipping in, they're nipping in. Like, yeah. I was opening for Ari Shafir last week or the week before in Pittsburgh, and there was someone in the front row. And if they're in the front row, that means they got there early. Right. Because they're Very, a super fan. Yeah. And, they, and it was just every time I said that, and it was just like, yeah. Or something like, you know, you could say anything. It's like, oh, I went to Canada. It's like, I've been to Canada. Yeah. Like, well, shut, <laughs> up, shut up. You're not part of the show. Yeah, and then he, had to, he, got, he got taken out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, you know straight away. Yeah. When you tell someone like twice to stop talking. And they don't shut up. Yeah, like I've had that in New York too. It was like I said to someone and I stopped the whole show and I went, you are interrupting the whole show and uh, I don't care about my set anymore, but you just don't say a word for the rest of the show. I'm like, I know you mean well. Yeah. Don't say a single word. And she goes, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, stop. Stop, <laughs> stop saying that. She goes, she goes, but I wasn't even talking. I was like, stop. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, now you uh, you came down here with your uh, with your girl. Where do you meet her? Here? No, I met her in New York at a Mets game, actually. That's what I mean, in, in New oh, York. Oh, yeah, in yeah, country, New York. Yeah, yeah just, just a, a random one-night stand turned uh-huh. into a five-year relationship. <laughs> you, you know how it works, right? What, did the, uh, the accent get her or the comedy get her? Uh, it was, no, it was the accent. Yeah. It was all the accent, yeah. No, I wasn't doing comedy. Like, she didn't see me through comedy. I was just at a Mets game with my friends, and then we went to the bar at McCaffrey's or whatever it is uh-huh. in City Field. Whatever's the downstairs at City Field. And then just my group started chatting to this group, and then next thing you know... Um, five years later. Five years later, I can't get her off me. Can't shake it. Yeah. Can't shake it. Wow. <laughs> now, uh, but uh, that's hard. It's got to be hard. So you were, she didn't, you were doing comedy, but she didn't know you from yeah, comedy. Yeah, I was doing comedy. So yeah. uh, now to find a girl that is willing, that's kind of like my wife when we were in radio and I met her, I had nothing. And who knows how long it's going to last. You know what I mean? That's hard to enter a relationship that way. Yeah. You could course. be a bomb. You could be a total bust. I could be a bomb. Like, yeah. Yeah, or the worst is you, then you become really successful and you then you leave her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's time to upgrade. Cool. Uh, it's like, I know you stood by me when I had nothing. Right. But you were the best I could do then. Gary Goleman said, uh, Gary Goleman, I kept telling him, you're too handsome to have one girlfriend. 
And he had this one girlfriend for a while, and he's like, yeah, but she it's like a doctor. She was with me all through medical school. I can't dump her now that I'm a doctor. And I was <laughs> like, clearly, though, you can. Have you That's talked like, to doctors? Yeah, yeah, it's exactly how it goes. What a horrible way to describe someone. <laughs> I would hate if someone said that. You're in, you're in medical school now. So, yeah, no, uh, uh, you 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 getting it married? Eh, maybe. Mm-hmm. I wanted, did she put you up to this? What's going no, on? I, just, I, I thought you were one of the boys here, Mike. I like to talk, no, I would have talked you out of it if you said yes. <laughs> like, I, I, I look at you up and coming guys who I think have potential and I go, don't make any no, moves I think, now. Honestly, I've got a, a loyalty to someone when they, if they believed in you and you had nothing, I do have a sick loyalty like that. Yeah, so I'll always have that. Like smart. People like Bobby Kelly who've looked after me, things like that. I'll always uh, remember those guys. Now, but, uh, uh, do you have anything bad to say about Bobby that I could tell him and he could be mad at you for eight months after the show? Uh, what? I don't know. you got to say something like he... he Something he's probably insecure about that no one else knows. <laughs> like he has no eyebrows or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he make fun of the fact that he has no eyebrows. He does have the smoothest skin. Does he? Not he, now. Not since he, he lost the weight. You know, even now, even look. He's fra- fragile now. He, his skin is, no, is smooth <laughs> and he's got the best lips. Now that he's losing weight, I'm thinking about dating him. I'm thinking yeah, about, is yeah. he getting? He's he's sexy Bobby now. I don't know because he was always this big, aggressive Bobby, and now he's lost all the weight. Now he's almost like Fred. It's like you want to go? Are you okay? Yeah. Want to sit down? I told him the other day. I said I watched his special again. Yeah. And it wasn't until I watched the special that I realized how fat he was when he like when he was here. I know. And he was I know. doing it. I was like, that's just Bobby. I don't even notice it. But now that he's so skinny, I look back at that. And I go, holy cow! I, I never even realized. He, it. So he, he shared a photo. Someone was promoting some show with Bobby, and he shared the photo. And I thought it was like one of those jokes. You know when they make your face look fat? Right, right, right. And it was literally it was just him from last year. Yeah. And <laughs> although I got, in all honesty, when I was with him, I never looked at him and said, "God, he but looks fat. He looks bad." This is this is how Bobby. This is my opinion of Bobby. Right. So this is a good example of what he's like as a person. I went and did his podcast, and it was his big coming out. You know, the big reveal of after losing the weight. Right. It was his first video. He went off to the caravan and the woods yeah. and ate Twinkies or, right. or, or, or whatever. He, yeah. ate, he ate nothing for uh, two, six months. And he came back, so it's this big thing. He, he spends the entire hour and a half just talking about diet and exercise and how it's like, you gotta move. Come on, dude. You just gotta move. And you can't be eating McDonald's or whatever. All this basic under- stuff that most people understand. And then it wasn't until afterwards, a few weeks later, I find out he got his stomach stapled or something. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Oh, yeah, he that Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but a guy who's never been fat. <laughs> an hour and a half. And then I find out two weeks later that he, he had an operation. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. Listen, he, well, I look, he, uh, he looks so good that I, yeah. uh, the more I talk to him, the more I'm like, hey, man, you didn't give me a two for one deal on that yeah. deal. I mean, he looks really good. Well, the point is now he'll be able to add another, an extra 10, 15 years to his life. Yeah. Right? I mean, sure, that's, sure, the whole, that's the whole right? point. Yeah. It's, it's so funny. He, uh, called in yesterday because he's going to be at Off the Hook Comedy Club in Naples this weekend and I'm going down there with him. Nice. He's trying, yeah. He's trying to drag me into his healthy lifestyle. He's like, he's like, we're going out to dinner tonight, and he goes, uh, maybe we'll, we're not going to eat crazy. Maybe we'll split something. I'm like, I'm not splitting food. Are we oh, on a no. date? Yeah, I'm not splitting food with you. And then, uh, and then he's like, and what are we going to do in Naples? I go, I don't know what we usually do. Was usually we go and eat. Now he goes, we got to go to the gym. I'm like, I'm not uh, going to the gym. Why don't make me? I'm not. It's yeah. like when somebody quits smoking and then they start treating everybody else like they have to quit smoking. Yeah, he does have this. He's probably 
I mean, I get it. He's right. He's judging you, is he? I should be doing those yeah, things. Yeah, I know, but I, you got to do it on your don't own Don't ruin thing. my weekend. Uh, he was huge for years. Yeah. You can't talk about anything. Like, I, the size of him was, like, that was crazy. That was like a small animal. <laughs> that was like some sort of a zoo animal. That was big. Uh, that was a big boy. I don't look. Uh, but now he's healthy, so. Yeah. Healthy-ish. I'm, I'm happy for him. I really am. And I'm looking forward to, uh, I don't get to see him a lot, so spending some time with him. But this year, so get this, he's here. At, in Naples at the Hook Comedy Club. Right. Then in a couple of weeks, he's going to be at McCurdy's in Sarasota. And then a couple of, like, every month, he's somewhere in the Tampa Bay, Florida area. Not not to where it cannibalizes itself because they're far enough away from each right. other. But that's good for me. I get to hang out with him. I'm trying to get him to move here. I need to have, yeah. I need to have that uh, solid sidekick. It's tough. Yeah. He should move here. Everyone, I don't know what anyone. Once you hit 40, you should be out of the Northeast, I think. Yeah. It's crazy Live, living through those winters. That's insane. I don't know how you live through the winters and how you guys live through the pandemic there. And yeah. then I, I don't know how and bad the slashings it, on the train. That's the thing. I don't know how bad it is in real life. But when we watch that stuff here, we're like, why? I can't even imagine. And then, and then you could just the good thing about it though is if you're not doing good at comedy, but you need stuff at Walgreens, you could just go take it while you're in there, and nobody can stop <laughs> that's you. True. Have yeah. you ever? I mean, I I can't imagine if I was in the store and I saw that how I'd react to that because down here we all have guns. Yeah. So first I would think I have to. Then I'm like, well, what do I care if he robs Walgreens? I'm would, not the sheriff. I would never get involved if someone was stealing Walgreens in my life. No, but like part of me would be like, this is wrong. I feel like I should do something, and then part of me is like, what are you nuts? You should steal some Advil too and get but out also, of there. There's yeah. tons of people who have guns that are just waiting for that yeah like to be able to use their gun you know whether it's right or wrong i i feel like i'm the first time i have to use my gun like that i'll be bumbling full and end up oh yeah fredo fredo it bounces across the aisle i'll have a better grip but i'll shoot myself in the foot the anvil goes rolling across the floor or worse i shoot the wrong person Oh, I yeah. Hit, I hit an innocent bystander trying to get the guy who was stealing Advil. Yeah, that would be me. Too. Fredo, that's so funny. Yeah. Um, Fredo had nothing. Fredo couldn't even get the gun out of his pocket. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, we see these videos and we're like, what kind of world are you guys living in? Look, you got, look that's a, obviously a very small section. Like, I, I, they, I, I watch these, I watch like school fights. That's yeah. It's like a, a big thing. So. In my mind, any, every high school in America is just a teacher getting a chair over their head. <laughs> <laughs> and all the other kids standing yeah. around going, that's what you get. That's yeah. what you get. <laughs> uh, let me tell everybody, Colm is here and he's going to be. Now, have you, where did you play last time you were here? I did. Because um, I wasn't I did, here. I, I did the, the side splitters. Yeah. Was, was that with Ari? No, that was, was that was just on my own. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was. I don't know when that was like six months ago, nine months ago. I, I wasn't here for some reason. I was on vacation, but uh, was, but that was just so, a, that was a random Wednesday night. I know, and I felt awful because you were you gave me like a six month advance. I was like, yeah, cool. And then all of a sudden, a week later, I'm like, no, I'm off. Uh, yeah, you're like I'm in Athens. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, great. Oh, that's right. right. <laughs> it's so it's so cool when somebody says, "Are you going to be?" I'm like, "Oh, I'm out of the country." Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Colin will be at the Side Splitters in Wesley Chapel, and if you haven't been there, I want to explain this to people because. Some people have not experienced it. During the pandemic, we realized nobody's going to the movies anymore. And there's a big tenplex over there. And instead of caving and closing down, they took those theaters and turned them into things. Obviously, you can still see a movie over there. Uh, and they still have the Cine Bistro and all that. But they uh, dedicated one theater as a side but It has its own bar over there. And it has tiered seating. And it's a great place to see a show. It's got a big stage out there. And uh, they're able to bring comics to the Wesley Chapel area. And then there is that whole... Have you been over there yet? No, I haven't, no. So, so this is a big thing that they do. in Outside the parking lot there, in that whole... There's like a little shopping center. 
they brought in these shipping containers and they made like a little village of these shipping containers and there's different types of restaurants and food you can get. Yeah, it's like something pretty cool. And what bothers me is I lived in Wesley Chapel for six years and nothing was there. Nothing. <laughs> I had Applebee's. I was up to my ass in riblets. It's oh, all nice. I had out there. And the minute I moved, they opened up a little village and all this other stuff. But it's a cool, it's a cool little place to hang out. There's a dueling piano bar over there. So there's more than one thing to do uh, up in Wesley Chapel. So tonight through Sunday, Column is going to be up there doing shows. You could buy tickets at sidesplitterscomedy.com, and you could actually pick your seats and see where you want to sit and what show you want to go to. And I think it'll be great. I think once it catches on that that is a uh, hot spot over there, and they bring in good comics, that uh, that it'll be good for, for that area. Yeah, I've heard good things. Come on out. Take a chance. I'm, I'm, I promise you, you'll probably enjoy it. And I was saying <laughs> yesterday, even if he sucks as a comedian, just hearing that accent for a little while, just something uh, appeasing about it. Yeah. yeah. Who, anybody out there with you that you know of? No, just some local, uh, some locals. But yeah. um, that every time I've been here, the locals have always been great. Yeah, so. we got a good community of local yeah. comedians here. Yeah, so. it's great. And they give some guys shots over there at Wesley Chapel, and, and they end up being great. So yeah. Well, I'm glad you finally made it in. I appreciate it. Yeah, and nice. uh, yeah, go to sidesplitterscomedy.com. Get tickets to go see Calm again uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Plenty of shows for you to choose from. And uh, go, and I promise you'll have a good time. He's a funny guy, and when he curses and he says the F word like Conor McGregor, it makes it even funnier. <laughs> Great to see you, buddy. You want to plug anything else, podcast or anything? I guess, yeah, you can just check out my podcast, the Colm Terrell podcast, and all social media at Colm Terrell. There you go. That's same stuff. Yeah. Great to see you. Appreciate Thank you for getting it. up early. We'll take Absolutely. a quick break. It's a Mike Calta show. This is 102.5 The Bone. You're listening to the Mike Calta show on 102.5 The Bone. 1025 The Bone. It's more fun to listen to than those voices. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.